Hello Saints! This is the final episode of the 2020-2021 school year, our first year of the Bernard broadcast. First in this episode, we will check in with Tanvi and Nat, two fully online students, about their experience this year. Hi, I'm Nat. Hi, I'm Tanvi. And today we're going to be talking about um, hybrid versus online school. We're, we're both online. Oh, we're both online. We're both online. Okay, I guess we can just talk about it from our perspective. Okay. (laughs) Since Nat and I are both um, completely remote, we're just going to compare, do you prefer online school or in-person learning, how it used to be before? Okay. And I'm, I'll go first. I definitely say that there's, like, benefits to both. It's easier online if it's something that's like really easy to understand like you know those classes that are okay like physics is so much harder to learn online yeah yeah definitely but then like but then like a push is like i feel like it's easier online because it's not you're they're not drawing diagrams you know yeah like he's like they're telling us stuff true i i mean a push is a battle for me. A push is a battle, like, everywhere. That's true. I think I would... I don't know. Because... I mean, at the end of the day, whether we're in person or online for A push, you still have to do the chapter notes. You still have to do true. the tests. It's not... It's not removing any of the workload by being online, you know? Yeah. I mean, personally, I learn things better when we do, like, activities and stuff. What I noticed, <laughs> at least last year, was... I'm not gonna like name teachers specifically, but I do have a favorite teacher, and it's Becker, I feel like one isn't of the it? reasons, huh? It's Becker, isn't it? It's Becker. It's, it is Becker. He's one of my favorite teachers because I, when I was taking the AP World Test, I was like recalling information, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I remember this because I literally remember when he taught us this because he made this hilarious joke. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I definitely feel like if um. If you learn best by, like, interaction with your teachers, I guess, or, like, conversation, then it's going to be a lot harder remote. Yeah. I think, I don't know if Interlake's considering it, but making online school an option for the students, because they already have all the cameras set up, I think, like, some students, like, definitely not me personally, but some students definitely thrive in, like, an online environment, and... You mean, like, next year? Yeah, like, I I think, like, from now on, because, like, I think, like, generally, like, not just schools, but also, like, when it comes to work, because, like, obviously there's benefits to people that prefer to work work online, like, staying online is, like, they perform better, and, you know, they feel better about their work. I think it would be something to consider. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Oh, I feel like we kind of went into the third question, too, what classes work better online versus hybrid yeah so we just say like online versus in person i obviously like classes like math and physics anything that requires like you know stuff that stuff that you kind of like need diagrams or like yeah models for yeah is definitely going to be harder online yeah and you kind of have to be doing like investigations and stuff like that so that you can learn like how um you get like equations and stuff like that and formulas and all that oh my god i totally forgot i i stopped thinking about chem since i finished it last year but like 
people that are taking chem this year and it's like online mm. i can only imagine how much harder it is because they they don't get yeah. to do like the labs and stuff in person chem was so hard okay <laughs> um <laughs> anyway what would you change about in person or online school what would be cool is if even once we went back in person if you still had the option to take your like go formative tests and stuff online true i think i don't think i'd be able to take a paper test now like even if it's yeah just like online in the classroom in person i yeah. feel like it would just be more normal i really like the like giving students like a time limit for the test but just having it be due at like nighttime because then it like it gives you the afternoon to kind of like you know study and kind of think about things and like kind of catch a break because i remember like last year when we were in person like if you had like two tests in one day like you literally like wanted to die because it was just like ugh. i think that's that's one thing i would change about in-person school is making the tests at the end of the day um what do you think what do you think about <laughs> i agree i i agree completely okay which learning type suits you better online or hybrid I'd probably, I would probably say it really depends on the class. Like, I'm cool with both of them. It's just some of them are harder in person. Some of them are easier in person. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I work a lot better when I'm interacting with people. I don't know. It just, like, helps me remember yeah, stuff too, more. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like online, it's just, like, it just feels so optional. And it's so dangerous. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like even though they're synchronous classes, they still feel asynchronous. Yeah. You just, you just feel, like, not involved. Yeah, and it, it, it always feels like you're, like, kind of out of the loop, right? I don't know. It's just, it, I think since this year we were online so suddenly, I feel like Teams just, like, wasn't, like, totally set up for school. I think there's a lot of struggles with, like, school laptops not working and teams not, like, getting out announcements. So I think it's just, like, kind of tough just in general for teachers to be able to inform students of things and for students to be able to, like, take that information and do what they need to do to, like, learn properly. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We hope this year was fun for you guys, or at least, like, bearable. Next, we'll hear Dash interview Sophie about her experiences this year with online school and the transition to hybrid learning. What classes work better online versus hybrid? I'd say my, my math class, I'm taking AP Stats this year, and that has been working pretty well online, I would say. Our tests are done at our own pace, so we have like a week to complete them, and they're on GoFormative, and that's been working really well for me. And also just because of the like material that we're learning, we just take notes in class, do practice problems, and that has been working pretty well, I'd say. Do you prefer normal online school or online school during hybrid? Um, that's a hard question. I really hated online school when we were fully online, but the thought of like going back to hybrid was really scary for me for a while. I don't like being online during hybrid, partly because it just feels like the teachers are only paying attention to the people in person rather than the people online. And it's kind of just an inconvenience for them to teach the people online. But that being said, 
I definitely prefer hybrid to being fully online, and overall it's been a pretty good experience. What would you change about hybrid or online school? That's hard. (laughs) I almost wish that our cameras were required to be on all the time, and I don't wish that because I want my camera to be on, but just for the purpose of holding myself accountable. It's really, really easy to get distracted when your camera isn't on and the only person on the screen is your teacher and they're just talking and you can kind of imagine that nobody's really listening. And so it's really easy to get sidetracked and then the class is done and you're like, oh, guess I didn't learn anything today. And the classes that I do turn my camera on for, it's a lot easier to stay on task and be focused and hold myself accountable. What surprised you when you were turned in person? I would say one thing that surprised me is how much I missed being in person with all of my classmates. It's a very different experience than being online. But one thing that makes that hard is that my social battery has gone very, very small over the pandemic. And like after a conversation with someone, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to (laughs) go home now. But at the same time, it's been really fulfilling to be back in person. And like even at the end of my senior year, It's brought some of the closure that I was missing in online school. Which learning type suits you better, online or hybrid? If I could have my way, I would be in person all the time, but doing the schedule that we're on now. So we would have four hours of class per day, but be in person for all of that time. Because I felt like when we were in person before the pandemic, I spent almost all of my time at school and I I was stressed out all the time and I didn't really have time to take care of myself nearly as much as I needed to and as much as being online has sucked it's given me the opportunity to explore a lot of things and become more comfortable being alone with myself and so I really hope that you guys don't have to say goodbye to that independence once the pandemic is over. Finally, in this segment, we'll hear an interview with Ms. Fisher about her experience teaching in online school and her experience teaching in hybrid. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm here with Ms. Fisher, and we're going to be asking her a couple questions about online um, learning and hybrid learning. And so we'll start off with question number one. Um, what teaching strategies are you implementing to help bridge the gap between hybrid and online students? Um, Well, I definitely would not say that I have perfected this by any stretch of the imagination. Trying to make sure I'm going back and forth between getting answers from online and then Mm in-person students. Uh, Just today, actually, in your class, we started having, like, chats between online and in-person students so that you can work together on a project. That's kind of the main things that are coming to my brain right now. And number two, what are some aspects of teaching in person that you like and dislike? There's not a ton that I dislike about teaching in person. Um, I definitely prefer it significantly more. (laughs) If um, my job was permanently online, I think I would find a new career. Uh, (laughs) That's basically it. You definitely find some differences between teaching like last year when everything was normal and then now right yeah there's definitely differences there um i mean i think in general like we have to distance now and there's less people in the room and that can kind of sometimes make the conversation not flow as much um and i think 
in general, we're all just like used to communicating with our screens and not like face to face, which is not ideal. Um, but I think we'll get that back. Um, uh, I guess things that I like about teaching in person, I like being able to like read the room. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even things as simple as taking attendance are significantly more complicated in an online setting. All right, Nat, do you want to ask the next three? For sure. Um, the first question is, do you miss anything about teaching students online? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I still have one class that's all virtual. Oh, really? And it's painful. Um, I don't think it's just painful for me. Like, I think, in general, we're all exhausted. It's been, like, a year, like, unlike any other. Um, and there are some students who do well with it, but I think, I think really the only thing I miss is like not having to wake up early or pack a lunch. Like <laughs> I don't like having kids online and in person at the same time, but yeah, I um, noticed like some differences, like as a student when I'm actually in person, I feel like it's a little bit more engaging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which to a certain extent is inevitable, but it's also... You know, everything online takes longer, um, and, like, you know, even just checking in with someone about what they understand takes, like, two or three times as long in an online format. So I don't really miss anything about <laughs> teaching entirely online. Yeah. Nice. And then the fifth question is, is there anything you would like to change about in-person teaching? Yeah, like permanently. It can be anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that there's definitely something to be said for having less classes per day and like more kind of tutorial office hour time. Um, I just think especially, this is the only district to my knowledge in the area that has a seven period day. And it's just like a lot um, for everyone involved. Um, so I think, you know, having a pared down schedule is something that would be worth looking into. I mean, there's definitely things that I've learned from teaching online and teaching hybrid that I'm not going to get rid of. Like, you guys have maybe noticed how I do a lot of activities where you have, like, a lot of options around yeah. what you can choose to look at. And I definitely... I've done that in the past, but I don't think I've done it as consistently. And I definitely want to keep doing that. Um, I definitely am going to keep my flexibility with due dates. Yeah, that's all that's coming to mind immediately. Awesome. And then our last question, well, questions. Um, what are some of your hopes for next year? And do you have any predictions on what the transition is going to be like? Yeah, it's like hard because COVID has made me like not want to think about the future because right. I'm just like everything changes so quickly but it does I mean it does seem like the vaccines are really effective and I think fingers crossed that like it appears that at least in this region we're having like really high uptake of vaccines like a lot of people are getting them and so I think it could be a relatively normal year like I think we'll probably still be masking mm -hmm. um but my hope is that like we'll be together and we'll have somewhat of a normal schedule um 
what is the transition going to be like? I mean, it's just really hard to predict, but I do think that it's going to be all over the place. We're going to need to really, like, learn how to be together again. Right. Which we've kind of been doing already a little bit, but obviously not everyone is in person. And um, even just being in a room with a lot of people is going to be a little bit overwhelming, even though most of us probably will be vaccinated by then. Um, So I definitely hope that we'll be able to have a more semblance of normalcy um, and that the vaccines keep working and that we can be together and not be afraid in general we're gonna have to really focus a lot on like our social and emotional well-being in order to be able to get to the learning because you can't really learn as we've learned in the last year if you're struggling socially and emotionally and so my hope is that we can all focus on that in conjunction with the learning that we need to do all right, thank you so much for this interview. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> cool. All right. Moving on, we're going to do some club shout outs, starting with our favorite club, obviously, the Bernard Broadcast. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Zoe. I'm also Zoe. And we are the co founders of the Bernard Broadcast, Interlake's very own student run podcast. This is our first year as a club, and we successfully released our trailer and four other episodes. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast this year and consider joining the club next year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bernard Broadcast for future updates. Wow, I think you guys should definitely join the Bernard Broadcast next year. Next, let's hear from Saints Robotics. Um, I am currently a junior, and I have been on Saints Robotics for almost three years now, my entire high school career, and I have absolutely loved it. It's the highlight of high school for me. This year especially, and previous years as well, we're very focused on um, not just like STEM or whatever, but also our members. And we did a lot of sort of soul searching this year in terms of like figuring out who we are, what our values are um, as a team. And so one thing that a lot of people might not know is that we're not just like robotics, even though, you know, it it says robotics, Um, but we also focus on business, on improving the community um, and just helping the people around us. And that can include um, STEM. We're part of a larger organization, which is for the inspiration and recognition of science and technology, but it it goes beyond that. And um, the entire goal of us as a club at Interlake um, is to empower and inspire members of all ages, including, you know, those in our own high school, to become involved with STEM and also um, participate in supportive and spirited competition. So being motivated to do our best work um, and taking pride in our accomplishments. And speaking of accomplishments, even though this year we did not build a robot or compete Um, We did participate in challenges through the same organization first for helping out our community. Um, And we actually did get an award called the Chairman's Award. You might have seen an announcement about it. Um, And that is just for recognizing teams who have gone above above and beyond to transform culture around STEM. And some things we did were we also started a podcast this year, which you can see on our YouTube, Instagram, and a bunch of our other socials. Um, And we also have done um, 
an online summer camp for elementary schoolers to teach them STEM as well. There's so, a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot going on this year. It's nice that you guys haven't been, like, held back with all of quarantine or anything. Like, you're still going really strong. And then for next year, once we're back to kind of normal, do you have any, like, specific goals that you want to get to? Well, um, we did, again, take a lot of time this year to really buckle down on the more social aspect of us as a team. And so our priorities are not only, because you might have heard robotics is a big club, right? There are lots of, we have 66 people on our roster, maybe 67 if Zoe uh, signs <laughs> I, up. I turned in, I entered the, the, the thing, the Google form. So hopefully nice. I'm going to be on the roster. Nice, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of people on our roster, but it's not, our priority is not, just that it's another thing we call uh, retention Um, and what that means is that we don't just get people to walk in the door but we get them to stay and we get them to come back because we want you here Um, any student from in here like we we're working on diversity as well Um, so any whoever you are whatever your interest is we want you here but most importantly we want you to want to be here Um, We want you to enjoy it. We want you to want to come back um, because that's where I was as a freshman and it would really make me happy to see um, more students get to experience that over the years. Um, So it is, you know, coming to be empowered, coming to be inspired, coming to have fun um, at robotics. And like you said, there's a bunch of different groups in robotics, right? If I'm may say like there's I think a graphic designs and there's like business and stuff so about that like it's not just STEM yeah like uh, at least half of of the team is um working on business writing grants right robot robots and robotics itself is expensive um so writing grants um we're also speaking at um a school board meeting so getting people to write like a short speech about that um, it, it really is those soft skills of like how to interact with people and how to portray yourself, right? So I mentioned we have a graphic design team. Um, we call that imagery. Um, and what they do, again, editing the podcast, you know, uh, producing the podcast. Um, also cool t-shirts like the one I'm wearing now. We also have a merch store um, with other cool clothing. Um, and yeah, so... It's not, and even in the engineering parts of our team, it's not just like math or science. It it is being able to apply math and science, but also being apply, being able to apply communication skills um, and interacting with people, sharing ideas, um, thinking about how to design something as a team. So it really is very important to interact with other people. Um, hi, Interlake. I am Delaney. Next up is an interview from the Interlake Green Team. So if we could all go around and say your names, that would be awesome. Hi, my name is Anushka. I'm the Communications Officer of Green Team. Hi, my name is Kavya, and I'm the Envirothon Coordinator for Green Team. Hi, I'm Anna. I am Garden Project person, and I'm also an officer for Green Team. I will be interviewing all of you. My name is Zena. What did your club accomplish this year? 
We turn to environmental education as one of our focuses. So I think a very important thing that we accomplished was just educating our club members on a lot of different topics that related to the environment. And like, especially many of our club members voted on which topics we would learn about so that it was more meaningful to them as well. So that was one big thing. We also got affiliated with Equilibrium, which is basically like an environmental, I think, website and organization. Most of the accomplishments that we had were just, yeah, like Kavya said, just mainly educational wise, but we also got like the garden team like up and running and like it's been developed as pretty much far. And we also like managed to do a project after like the Blackberry uh, Blackberry invasive project where we got to um, educate about invasive species and also do a project on them, which was nice. I think this year we also got a lot more engagement than we have in previous years. I've noticed more people have been asking questions and um, asking about different project ideas and ways to get involved. So that's been really nice. That's really cool. What would you say, like for Green Team, um, what was your biggest struggle of doing this club online? I would say the struggle with Green Team Online is that, especially last year, the club is essentially centered around doing things that can only be done in person. For example, improving the school, like with reusable lunch trays or marker recycling or reusable utensils or hand dryers, all of those only apply to in-person. So going online essentially makes it so that the, um, the vast majority of the projects we did last year are not things that like we can work on at all anymore so like I guess it took away a lot of our projects. Yeah I agree with you. Yeah so I know that like a lot of clubs has been really hard to adjust from in person to online. What are your goals for next year? Well in terms of activities I think we're all really hopeful that we will be able to start up in-person activities again such as the marker recycling, the reusable utensil campaign, and possibly working on the garden during actual meetings all together. I think other than like getting back to normal The other goal will just be to expand on things we've done this year. We're doing environmental education, maybe try to get that education out to more people who aren't in the club, for example. Yeah, basically what Kavi said, just hopefully implement like more projects that we came up last year and this year. We would focus a bit more on the educational side. I guess since we'll be an in-person, it'll be more of an act, getting more members and like just getting more into those projects. Yeah, I agree with both of you that um, a big goal for next year will be like kind of reaching out to the community a bit more. Um, I think we should have a like a group volunteering, volunteering opportunities. Um, I think that would be a really nice goal to work towards. Yeah, for example, this year, I think some people who were in Green Team came to the invasive blackberry removal because it interested them. And I think that was pretty great to see. And it was useful for us and it was fun and educational for them and hopefully we can do more field trips next year like hiking and such i know that they did a lot of that last year so what would you say to anyone who wants to join the club next year i would say that a great thing about green team is that if you have ideas for how we can help the environment or formats for our projects or for topics that you want to educate people on, you can propose them at any time in Green Team and the rest of the club will help you make that a reality.
Yeah, I would basically say that. And also, like, you also have, an, it's, like, a great place, like, if you if you want to learn more about the environment or just, like, do kind of hands-on projects and just, like, share, like, your passions for it or just want to learn more about it. And, like, it's a great place to be. And we, we do activism and education, which is nice, and it kind of builds up the community as well. Okay, cool. So if none of you guys have any more to say, then I guess we'll end this interview. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, totally. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Last but not least, we will be talking to the Break the Barrier Club at Interlake. Next, I will be talking to Andrew, and he is the president and co-founder of the Break the Barrier Club at Interlake. So for Break the Barrier, what did your club accomplish this year? Yeah, I think that we accomplished a lot of things this year, uh, despite the pandemic and the move online and everything. Um, so first of all, we expanded the club from about three or four members last year to 20 members this year. So that's a huge accomplishment. And with that, we've had to figure out a lot of logistical things, especially with moving online, such as how to, um, you know, make everybody um, know how to teach, for example, through implementing training or um, we, you know, had to figure out procedures for um, how to have everybody sign up in an orderly fashion. So that was the first thing. Um, and then the second thing was, along with expanding the number of volunteers and teachers we had, we also um, expanded the number of organizations and the numbers of students that we reached. So Break the Barrier, um, you know, works with different organizations to teach English to ELL students, like refugee immigrant students. So last year, we were only working with uh, one organization, which was Lutheran Community Services Northwest. Um, but this year we've expanded to working with not only LCSW, but also uh, Interlake ELL students, um, you know, uh, Jewish Family Service. So those students are um, a bit older, like um, senior age probably. Um, and then we also started working recently with elementary school ELL students. So. Um, yeah, that's you know a great amount of growth, and I'm really excited that we were able to expand and reach so many students, even online. Yeah, totally. So, um, what was your the biggest struggle for you doing this whole um, teaching and educating mm -hmm. online? Yeah, definitely the biggest struggle was at the beginning, um, transitioning from in-person teaching to like online teaching, which I think, um, like I understand the struggles of like all my teachers now a lot more um, because of that. So, you know, when we started at this club, it was in-person sessions. So we would go to a building and we would meet all the refugee students um, and like talk with them for two hours or so. Um, but then when we moved online, we had a really difficult time kind of replicating that at first. So we started with um, just kind of like putting together um, a compilation of images to talk about, but it was really hard to like get the students to actually respond in the first place online by just like showing them images. Um, and like oftentimes they didn't understand and things like that. Uh, so then we kind of tried to improve on that by um, making like a PowerPoint kind of format and adding tr some translations. And so that worked a little bit better, but it was kind of um, very one-sided. So we would just like be presenting materials to them and there wasn't really much conversation going on, which was kind of the goal of the club originally. We wanted to um, engage in conversation with 
um, with the students, you know, that's kind of the name break the barrier. We, we want to establish connections with the students and encourage them to practice their English and form connections with their community. Um, so, you know, that format was very one sided. So then we were trying to figure out ways to improve upon that. Um, and so what we've done, what we're doing right now is um, we're still using kind of PowerPoint format, but now we have um, like one section that was kind of like before where we introduced vocabulary words and things like that. But then the second um, thing that we do is we have a long list of like questions um, that we ask the students and we have pictures to like prompt them. Um, and we found that that's worked a lot better um, just having like one question per slide and then um, you know, they can read it off the slide, so that helps them. And then um, the pictures help them by giving them, you know, kind of examples of what to talk about. Um, and we also put kind of example sentence starters, and that I think that makes them feel a lot more um, comfortable. So it's been definitely a progression from at the beginning, um, finding it very difficult to teach online to now. I think we've actually, um, we found that online is actually maybe better in some ways because um, we've been able to you know, garner the same level of conversation. But now that everything is online, it's like anybody can join um, no matter where they're located. Um, so that's how we've been able to reach so many different organizations is that we conduct our classes online and we just join via Zoom or Teams or Google Meet or whatever. And then um, it's allowed us to reach a lot more uh, students. So I think that's, you know, kind of answering the question and um, also going to like growth that we've had uh, before. Yeah, yeah. So um, I heard there's like so many like goals that um, Break the Barrier has accomplished like this whole year. What would you say are, you think the, the club's goals for next year? I know that you're not gonna be here next year because you're a senior, but what direction would you like the club to, to go into? or what achievements would you like to the club to accomplish? Yeah, that's definitely something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, you know, we're having officer elections soon. So it's been something I've been thinking about um, to try to train, you know, the next president and train the next officer team about. Um, the first thing is we obviously want to kind of try to return it to an in-person format. Um, even though online has really been great, I think that there's just something about being in person and connecting with people in person that is kind of missing from you know, these video calls. Um, so we definitely want to go back in person, for example, with um, Interlake ELL. I think that'll be the easiest group to go back in person with because you know everybody's at school um, or going to be at school next year, presumably. Um, and that will be something that will be really fun, but there will also be a lot of logistics to figure out. So I think that's a, definitely a, a large task for the next officer team um, at our club. Um, and then the second thing I think is, I definitely want to try to expand um, some more. Um, you know, we've had a lot of growth this year, but I definitely think that we can expand to, uh, for example, more schools in the Bellevue School District, or we could uh, start working with Hopeland. We've had some conversations with Hopeland before, but um, they hadn't really gone anywhere because we didn't have the capacity to start teaching. But I think if we're able to grow the club and get more volunteers, then that would definitely be something that'd be really great because hopefully, you know, it's really close to Interlake. They have a, a location super close to Interlake. And that would be great if we could partner with them to um, try to teach um, and things like that. Um, and then the other thing that I guess is something that I'd like to see, um, but perhaps might not be um, 
possible for next year, maybe in the future, is to try to make the club um, a little bit more official. You know, right now it's just kind of a club at school. So I feel like a lot of different organizations are kind of hesitant to work with us um, because, you know, it's just like a, a group of students. Um, so if we could do something like uh, register as a nonprofit, for example, and be able to kind of have some kind of financial operations um, or something like that to, for example, help um, students who need technology to get it so they can join our classes. Um, that would be really great because not only would that allow us to um, increase access to a larger amount and a larger number of um, students in Washington and um, you know across the country, for example, but um, that would also um, just allow us to have more of a presence and be able to um, give other organizations more confidence that yes, we are, you know, legitimate operation. Yes, you know, you can work with us. Um, so yeah, those are, I think, the kind of long-term goals that I have for the club for next year and in future years. Um, but I definitely think, you know, I'm going to, I'm planning to go to UW, so I'm definitely going to be around. So hopefully I can still help out with the club and things like that and just see how much it grows next year. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, so those are some really like big goals and I really hope that the club can like fill all of them and make sure that everyone gets the um, best education possible. So um, what would you say to anyone who wants to join the club next year and yeah. be a teacher and be an educator? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I think that, you know, you should, I would definitely encourage anybody who wants to uh, join the club or to make an impact on their communities to definitely give, um, give Break the Bigger a chance and uh, join it. You know, um, I feel like we've had a pretty high retention rate just because everybody who joins the club really loves interacting with all the different refugee students and immigrant students. Um, I think Zena, you can probably speak to that a little bit. Um, so I think that it'll, it's definitely gonna be a lot of fun and you should give it a try. Um, especially, you know, going back in person, um, it's going to be, you know, twice as much fun now, um, now that we're not just like stuck behind a screen and, um, you know, just like talking at uh, a whiteboard, but instead you get to have like more in-person interaction, which would definitely be something that'd be really great. Um, I also think that because the club is so new, you know, this is our second year, um, but we are planning to grow so much. I think that the club offers people a lot of opportunities to um, really, you know, take on leadership roles, for example, and make a meaningful difference in um, a larger cause. Um, so I think that if that's something you're passionate about, that would definitely be, um, then Break the Barrier is definitely a club that uh, you should definitely look at and join. Um, so yeah, just, I would encourage anybody who wants to earn more volunteer hours or who wants to meet people from across the world or learn about different cultures to give Break the Barrier a try. And I think that you won't regret it. Yeah, and I can say that also as one of the teachers in Break the Barrier, even when it's um, when it's just like online, it's still really fun. So I'm sure that next year when we're back in person, it'll be like twice as much fun. Um, so those are it for the questions. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, anything you feel like you didn't get to say? Um. Not really. I guess um, if you want to check out more about Break the Barrier, we um, do have a website that you can go access at. Um, there's a shortened link at rebrand.ly slash break the barrier. So if you want to go 
visit our website and learn more about our club and maybe look at some of the example PowerPoints that we've been using to conduct our lessons, then that's all on the website. Um, and there's also more information in the uh, school-wide teams in the club section. You can go find some more information there. Yeah, so um, this is it for the interview. Um, if you could send me the recording later, that'd be awesome. And then hopefully um, like in, I guess, a couple of weeks or so when we're done with this episode, you'll be able to hear um, your segment. All right, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and for your support all school year. We hope you have a great summer, Saints. And as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bernard Broadcast for updates and opportunities to join our club in the fall.